Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra, Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Build your dreams and live your sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and right now, it's July of 2020. Right now, we're all thinking about freedom, not only because it's the 4th of July, and it's like the whole 4th of July month, but because there has been so much conversation around freedom. And oh boy, do I mean so much conversation around freedom. The freedom to wear a mask and to be protected from viruses. The freedom to not wear a mask and to not wear a mask. <laughs> the freedom to open up your business. The freedom to be free from working so you can protect yourself and keep your family safe. There is so much conversation around freedom, you know, even around quarantine. Everywhere you look, even with Black Lives Matter, that's a freedom. Can people of color, can people with black skin and dark skin be free in our world the same way people with white skin or light skin can be? Freedom is everywhere we look right now. And that's why I wanted to spend two different episodes. I'm going to have two solo shows this month where we talk about freedom. Now, everything that I talk about with regards to freedom, just so you know, if you don't know me very well, if you have not been listening to me in my show, is going to be framed in my lawyer lens. I am a former attorney, and even though I didn't practice constitutional law, as a lawyer, you have to take and understand and learn constitutional law, con law for short. So many of my ideas and thoughts around freedom will be framed from my legal perspective, which is not to say they are right or wrong or anything in between. Also, I want to be very clear up front that this is not going to be a political show. It's not about you have to be left or right or center. It's simply going to be around the ideas and the concepts of freedom. Because even when we are not confronted day in and day out with ideas around freedom, arguments around freedom, 
Freedom is one of those things that impacts us literally every day of our lives, whether we're aware of it and we're thinking about it or not. So the whole lens of this show and the next solo show that I do for next week, so come back for next week, is going to be framed in terms of freedom from and freedom to. Freedom as an all-encompassing concept is just too huge. Nobody can talk about that. So today we're going to talk about freedom from, and then next week we're going to talk about freedom to. And the reason that I'm doing freedom from first is because I believe we have to tackle that first. We have to free ourselves from a whole bunch of things before we can have that conversation around freedom too. So I hope that makes sense and I hope you are with me so far. Let me just give you one more frame. I am Laura Cheadle. I am a life choreographer. What I do is I help mostly women, but I do help some brave men too, whose lives have fallen apart. And I help those women when the rug has been pulled out from under them, when their lives have come crashing down around their shoulders and they have no idea and they're in this pity party of going, I hate myself and I hate my life and I hate it all and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. I help those women put their life back together again. But the catch is, I don't help them put their life back together again just like it was. I help them re-choreograph the life that they want. In order to re-choreograph your life, in order to fall in love with yourself, to feel comfortable in your body and in your own skin, and to fall in love with your life and to actually enjoy that life, what you need to do, and I don't care who you are and I don't care what the trauma is, what you need to do in order to feel comfortable in your body and in your life is untangle yourself from everybody else. Untangle yourself from the past. Untangle yourself from the beliefs of others. You've got to untangle yourself and know who you are and where you stand. The second thing you need to do, again, no matter how your life has fallen apart, divorce, infidelity, job loss, severe medical problem, death of people you love, I don't care how your life has fallen apart. If you want to re-choreograph it and turn it into the life that you want, the second thing you have to do is you have to get over your fear of judgment. Your fear of being judged holds you back. Now, that can be your fear of being judged by your parents, your partners, <laughs> your friends, your boss, they, <laughs> the whole world, your culture, your religion. And it also means you've got to get over judging yourself. So when you do those two things, when you get over that fear of being judged, and when you untangle yourself from the past and from everybody else, then you will suddenly become enthusiastic <laughs> and filled with joy. And you're ready 
to start engaging with life again. And then from that place of joy and enthusiasm, then you can start re-choreographing the life that you want to live, not the life that was expected of you. So that is what I do all day, every day. That's what my book is about. My book is called Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart sexy spiritual self and that's what it's about it's about untangling yourself and letting go of that fear of being judged so you can reveal yourself as you are that's all fear and that's all judgment and that's all freedom now you might be going i'm not quite with you so far <laughs> and you might be like "Woo! i'm right there with you let me Go through that one more time. In order to live the kind of life that you want to live, in order to feel comfortable in your own skin, in your own body, to really be happy and connected and joy-filled and enthusiastic, to wake up every single day and do it all over again, in order to feel the way that you really want to feel, you've got to be free from. Free from constraint. Whether it's an internal constraint or it's an external constraint, it doesn't really matter, they're all constraints. Now, let's address some of those internal constraints first. If you're anything like me, you were probably raised to be a good girl, to do the right thing. You've got these internal values, and internal values are great. It's so good that we have standards and morals and ethics and integrity and all of this stuff. That's great. However, sometimes it's more than that. It's not just ethics and values and integrities. We have this whole belief system built up inside about our worth and our value. And that a worthy woman does this. And a good mom does that. And if you want to be a good wife, this is what you do. You know, going back to the whole 1950s, perfect wife, you know, the ideal wife. She wore those pretty little shirtwaist dresses. She had the pretty little belt. She had the tiny little waist. She wore her heels and her pearls. You know, think June Cleaver. She had dinner on the table at five. She had swept through the house and straightened up. She had the children prepped and ready so they could play the part. And she welcomed her husband home with her sweet smile and her loving arms into their perfect little home with her perfect little dinner. And it didn't ever matter who she was or what she wanted or if that made her happy. It was being the perfect wife. And here's the role and you fill the role. And the ironic thing is many of those women in the day did not act that part. They would have coffees with other women and they would complain about their husbands and they would be real. And then they would start playing the part when their husband came home or when certain people came to visit. And that is such an extreme example, but it's only an extreme example because we are removed from it. Perhaps we can relate to our grandmothers. Perhaps we can relate to TV shows like Leave it to Beaver or even I Love Lucy, where they're hiding things from the men. Perhaps we 
know it from our families. Perhaps we know it from a book or a movie, but we can relate to it because it's not that far away, but it's far enough away that we can see how extreme it was. And then we all pat ourselves on the back and say, we're free from that. We are free from that stereotype. We are free from that belief. We are free from that. But here's what I want to ask you. Are we really? <laughs> are we really free from it? We're free from the 50 standard, but are we locked into our own present day standard? And if you came of age in the 80s or the 90s or even the 70s or, or the 60s, are you locked into that ideal? Because when our identity is forming, when we are coming of age, when we're stepping into that, we can't not be impacted by, by our environment. We are all stepping into somebody else's ideal. We are all being constrained by our own belief about how we should be. Yes, things have opened up, but it's hard to see when they're in the middle of something, what is an internal constraint and what is not. There is a lot of talk out there about open marriages. There's a lot of talk about same-sex relationships. There's a lot of talk around the whole transgender, the LGBTQ. There's, there's all of this new stuff out there. And many people, even though they're loving and accepting and willing, still on the inside have a feeling. They go, oh, and that's okay. I'm not judging that feeling. I'm simply asking you to notice that is an internal constraint and we all have them and it doesn't make us bad and it doesn't make us narrow-minded. We all have that feeling inside sometimes that goes, what is that? I don't, I don't know what that is. I've heard people say, and I've been there myself, I don't quite understand fill in the blank. White privilege. I'm, I'm not understanding that. How, how is what I'm saying privileged? Or, okay, I get heterosexual and I get homosexual, but what are these other pansexual? What, what, what is that? I haven't heard that. And it's not that people are, like I said, good or bad, because Flint is all about not having a judgment, but it's about that awareness. Because we haven't heard of something doesn't mean we're less than. It simply means we haven't heard of it. And when we hear of a new way of doing things, all change is hard. All change is hard. And when we hear of something new, our body tries to keep us safe. So it says, nope, I'm not going to do that. I know how to do it, and I'm fine doing it this way open marriages. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's not for everybody. It's, but it's not, it's not a value judgment. 
in my body, I go, ah, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right. In my head, I go, makes perfect sense. People can choose their own kind of relationship. Life is long. People evolve. Let, let this be a thing. But somewhere in my body, I feel, I feel grit. I feel some sandpaper. I go, ah, the, the needle skips a track. <laughs> and that's okay. So that first part of freedom from is freedom from that internal constraint. And I want to be clear when we are identifying our internal constraints, again, I'm not saying have no morals, have no values, have no judgments, have no beliefs. I can make a very clear belief over somebody, not a belief, I can form a belief around my values and my judgments for me. And that's perfect. As long as I recognize that I have formed that belief around a bunch of things for myself and I am aware that I am constraining myself because of my belief. And I would like to take that one step further. I also think it's important that I am aware that I am constraining myself and that I very consciously don't constrain others with my belief. And when I or you, when you are very clear that you are choosing to bind yourself, then it's easier to say, and I do not choose to bind others because this is my belief based on me. I will walk you through an example, again, using the open marriage thing. My head understands why that's logical, rational, reasonable, desirable, a good thing for many people. My values, myself, my judgments, the way I want my relationships, my answer is no. That is a boundary and a choice and a judgment. And I choose to constrain myself based on that. I will live my life in accordance with my own belief, but I will not constrain others in accordance with that belief. Think about various religions, various rules around religions. There's so much fighting sometimes between this sect is doing it wrong and this one is more right and this one. If we could all say, dang, this feels really good to me. And I choose to do no work on Sunday. I choose to not drink alcohol. I choose to tithe or give money. I choose to move into this education. I choose to constrain myself because this belief feels right to me. It's a much stronger position because you are aware that you are choosing to constrain yourself from an internal place. 
you are choosing to give the church a certain amount of power. I am choosing to give a definition of marriage a certain amount of power. We all choose that on our own versus I can't. It's wrong. I can't. That's evil. I can't. Whatever. It's never been done before. It's that awareness. It's bringing that awareness to that freedom and that we are choosing to limit our own freedom. So that is the internal constraint of freedom from. All right. Now let's move to that external constraint. In order to be truly free, we have to be free on the inside and free on the outside. Freedom from on an external level is typically what people talk about when they talk about, I want my freedom and I demand my freedom. They don't want someone telling them that they have to wear a seatbelt, that they have to pay taxes, that they have to have ADA compliant um, you know, doors or sidewalks, that they don't want to do something that they don't want to do. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to whatever it is. It's that external freedom. They don't want to drive the speed limit. They don't want to stop at a red light. That is that external constraint. Sometimes when there's no cars around, I don't want to stop at the red light. And I do because it's an external rule that has been placed upon me that then I choose to internalize and honor. So even if it is three in the morning and there's nobody around and I can look and clear the intersection myself, I still choose to stay at that light until it turns green because I've internalized that external rule and I'm choosing to honor it. I really would not like to pay taxes. That is an external burden that is placed upon me and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the process. I don't like the organization. I don't like any of that. And if I don't do it, I'm penalized. I could be jailed. There's a negative consequence because so many people don't like to pay taxes. Probably for the same reasons I do but, or don't, but it doesn't matter. It's an external burden that is placed upon me and there is a consequence for not following that. Whereas if I run a red light at three in the morning and nobody is around, nobody knows and nobody cares. If there is a policeman somewhere and they see me, I would probably get pulled over. I may or may not get a ticket. It's more of a flexible consequence. And it's one that I can judge, is this worth it or not? Whereas paying taxes, you're gonna get dinged. Don't evade <laughs> taxes. It will never be worth it. So that's that difference between the internal constraint and the external constraint and how they do kind of play off of each other because we internalize those rules and we all play by them. 
So in order to choreograph the kind of life you want, in order to be truly free, the first thing we have to do is figure out what is it that we want to be free from? What do we want to be free from? Then we can move into what it is we want to be free to do. And just like that interplay between internal and external complaints, um, constraints, there's also some tension between freedom from and freedom to. So what are the things, I'm challenging you right now as my listener, what are the things you want to be free from? Expectations. Do you want to be free from the expectation of having a body that's a certain size or shape? Do you want to be free from the expectation that you have to dress or look a certain way? Free from the expectation of wearing makeup, having age-appropriate clothing, what are the things that you want to be free from? Free from the burden of driving carpool, going to work every day. Free from what? And I'm going to be quiet a little bit because I want to give you some time to process that. What is constraining you right now? If there was anything you could do, this is that freedom too, this is next week. If there's anything you could do and that you want to do, why aren't you? Why aren't you a millionaire if that's what you want? Why aren't you in a happy relationship? if that's what you want? Why aren't you in a relationship if that's what you want? Why aren't you the weight and the size and the physical condition if that's what you want? Why aren't you where you want to be? And as you're answering that in your head, and if you're at home and you can pull out some paper and write it down or you know, even type it on your phone or your laptop, that's great too. What do you want? And why aren't you there? That is the question that everything turns on. Why aren't you there? Why aren't you a world-famous author, the president of the United States, on Oprah's couch? Why aren't you there? And I want you to listen to your answer. Somebody else won't let me. I can't find, if it's a relationship, I can't find the right guy. My boss never notices me. Think about all of those, and we'll just call them excuses, because they're excuses for why are you not there? Why are you not there? Because I don't have time to work out because I don't have the money to invest in the right program, because I don't know how to get there, because all these dating sites are stupid and everybody just wants to hook up, they don't want a relationship. Because, 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 because. Just think of those becauses 
and ask yourself, how can I make myself free from these excuses? Is it an internal shift with me or is it an external shift that I have to make? If I want to be 20 pounds lighter and pain-free when I wake up every day, what do I need to be free from? Okay, I need to be free from this pain. How do I free myself from this pain? Is it a medical um, intervention? Is it an alternative type of a treatment? Is it understanding? Is it, what is it that could possibly free me from this pain? And some of this will take brainstorming. Is it a mindset issue? I don't know. Is it a physical issue? I don't know. Is it nutrition? I don't know. It's okay to not know, but the first step is in figuring out how can I free myself from this? If it's weight, I want to free myself from being overweight. I want to free myself from this flab. I want to free myself from the discomfort. I want to free myself from the exhaustion. Okay, so what's stopping you? Money, time, knowledge. Okay, we've got the internet. We can figure out a lot of stuff on our own. That's free. Time. Do you really not have the time? Then your problem is lack of time. How do you free yourself from the lack of time? See how I'm progressing? You think it's one thing. Here's your constraint. How do you free yourself from that constraint? If it's no knowledge and no time, then you might need to Google something or buy a book or get a DVD or do a monthly subscription or hire a coach or do something. If it's lack of time, then your problem is, how do I free myself from this chronic lack of time? It might be, an altered work schedule. And again, we're in brainstorming phase. An altered work schedule, an altered commute schedule. Helping, having somebody help you out with kids. Creating more space in your house. Prioritizing something different. Not watching Netflix. Having somebody else cook or clean. All of these different things start binging in your brain as possibilities. Because in order to be free from, we have to be really clear about what it actually is that we want to be free from. Emotional pain. I work with a lot of women who have been through divorcing, um, empty nesting, infidelity, cancer, health traumas, aging parents. There's all of these things that come up and how I say is block our sparkle. They block our sparkle because they shut us down 
And then we are not free to be who we are. We're not free to be happy. We're not free to be carefree. We're not free to enjoy ourselves. We're not free to do what we want to do because there's all these constraints. There's all of this stuff that is bearing down on us. And it's blocking our shine. It's blocking our sparkle. So how can I be free from these things that are inhibiting me? Okay, you're in the middle of a divorce. There are a lot of extra things that you have to do. I had mentioned that I hate filing taxes. There's no getting around pulling all my paperwork together. There's no getting around having to fill out your affidavits and do the parenting classes and do all the stuff around the divorce. But how can you be free to do all of that stuff and feel happy or carefree or not emotionally injured? So that becomes a different question. That question oftentimes then becomes, how do I become free from this emotional pain? How do I become free from the stress of doing something that I've never done before and I don't know how to do it and I feel afraid that I'm doing it wrong? That then becomes the real question, the real inhibition. And sometimes it's enough just to understand, wow, Doing something new is always difficult. Doing something I've never done before is oftentimes painful. I get that. And the only way to alleviate the pain of doing something new is to do that thing because then it's not new anymore. If you've never filed taxes, it's probably scariest the first time. After you've done it once, you're like, oh, I totally know how to do this. Maybe I'm not good at it, but at least I've seen it before. Cooking a new recipe for the first time, it's always the hardest. I just did a recipe for um, Father's Day. I made this amazing strawberry shortcake pie thing. I went to the store. Well, I got the recipe first. (laughs) I went to the store. I bought everything on the little recipe list and I came home and I started cooking and maybe 10 steps in, it says, now take half of the box of Jello and add that too. And I was like, box of Jello? And I went up to the ingredient list. It wasn't there. It was mistakenly not listed. So when I went to the store, I didn't have it. I didn't know that because it was my first time through. It was a new recipe anyway, and it wasn't there. So yeah, it's a little bit stressful. I mean, this is kind of a minor thing, and I ended up having to go to the store a second time, which during COVID isn't that much fun. It's not that much fun anyway, (laughs) but I had to do it, whatever. But I learned, and I made a note. So the next time I make this recipe, I will know that. Oh yeah, this was the recipe where I didn't list something. I have a workout video. I love it. It's one of the biggest loser workout videos. The first maybe three times I did it, well, the first time I was like 
Did he forget it on the other side? I think we just did lunges to one side, not to the other side. The second time I was like, I'm going to notice this. I think, I think he forgot to do the lunges on the other leg. The third time through, I'm like, oh, heck yes. I know I'm going to alternate sides here because he made a mistake. So you learn after you've done it. And the only way do, to do it is to go through it. The only way to make something not new is to make it not new and to do it. So think about that when you're feeling that anxiety and when you want to be free from the stress of doing something. The only way through it is to do it. So do it. Lean in and do it. Do it poorly. That's fine. A good beginning is better than a perfect start. That's one of my favorite phrases. I recently started a mastermind group. We are learning some new stuff around sales funnels. I've never done a sales funnel. I've always done word of mouth stuff. I don't know what that even means. I don't know what it is. I read the book. I thought I understand it 20%. I watched the video. I thought, maybe 30%. I had some calls with the people that I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, maybe up to 60%. And then because I know how I learn, I decided to just put a little mini funnel out there and see what happens. And I did it. And I created the emails and I did the video and it was not perfect. But then I was like, yes, now I get this like 85%. The next time I do it, I will be able to do it right. And I am free from that anxiety of, I don't know how to do a sales funnel. I've never done it. I am free from that anxiety. So many entrepreneurs talk about the anxiety of running their own business. It's an anxiety because you've never done it before. And the only way to quell that anxiety is to do it because then it's not new. And you'll be a little bit less anxious the next time you do something. So that is that freedom from. So once again, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? And what is stopping you? And how can you take that a little bit deeper and find out what's really stopping you? What's really constraining you? In my hypnotherapy practice, I always do this exercise with clients. I have them write down what's going on. And then under every word, I do an arrow down below and we write a blank line. And I say, looking at the word, looking at the arrow and looking at the blank line, I want you to give me sort of a synonym. It can be a real synonym or it can just be kind of what your mind thinks of when it thinks, when you see that word. So if your sentence is, I want to find love, I, you drop it down, me. Want, you might drop that down, desire. Two is just, it's not really a word, nothing there. Two, two. Find. Ooh, quest. Last word, love. Mm, acceptance. Then you look at what that sec second sentence is. 
me desire quest acceptance. Feel into that. That is getting one layer deeper to what you really want and what's really holding you back. So if you're saying, I want to find love, and I ask you, what's holding you back? And you say, idiot men, stupid dating apps, COVID, all of this stuff. Let's go one level deeper and see what that might really be about. Me desire quest acceptance. Wow, it might really be about the quest and the desire for acceptance. And then I'll do that even one more time to really get to the heart of the matter. And yeah, this is deep work. This uncovers some things. It's supposed to. <laughs> it's okay. Let it uncover. This is freedom from. Freedom from. So in that I want to find love, me, desire, quest, acceptance example, think about what you might really want to be free from. Maybe you've got this belief that you need to be on a quest for acceptance. If you were my client sitting in the chair across from me, or if we were on the Zoom screen together, I would be pushing into that a little bit. So you think, you believe you need to go on a quest to find acceptance? You believe acceptance is outside of you, not inside of you? Let's talk more about that. What does it mean, acceptance? Is it about accepting yourself? It is, a, is it about other people accepting you as a person? Or are you not feeling accepted because you're single, not in a partnership? What is that acceptance and that freedom around acceptance? Because if you accept yourself, will it matter if other people don't accept you? And let's talk about this quest. Do you want to be free from the quest? Or are you enjoying the quest and the journey? And if it's kind of fun to be on a quest, then what are you wanting to be free from? Think about that in terms of what it is you want. If we were sitting across from each other, if you were on my Zoom screen right now, what do you want? Why don't you have it? And what do you need to be free from in order to get it? And taking it deeper, what is that really about? Because it is never, never, ever, ever about what we really think it's about. So we did that example with relationships. It's not really I want to find love. It's really about a quest and acceptance. And do you want to be free from being rejected? 
Do you want to be free from being a black sheep? Think about what it's really about. What do you want to be free from? I'm going to use a really relevant cultural example right now. Contact tracing. I hear a lot around masks. We're going to use that too. Contact tracing, opening up the economy, and freedom. You can't tell me what to do. I refuse to be controlled. I'm not going to wear a mask. These are things people say. You can't put that on my phone. How dare you use this data? Think about everything that's going on and freedom. So freedom from. I don't want to wear a mask. What are you really asking? Are, because it's, it's going to be different. There's not one answer. Are you really saying, I want to be done with this whole COVID thing. It's really hard and I'm emotional and I'm afraid and I don't really have control over everything. And I just want to be free from this whole experience. I want to be free from the world right now and the fear right now. I want to be free from the controversy. I want to be free from, is that what you're really saying when you're saying, I don't want to wear a mask? Or are you saying, I really feel uncomfortable in this mask? When I scuba dive, the first few breaths, not scuba, snorkel. I don't scuba. When I snorkel, you put the mask on and you've got the tube and you have to put your face in the water and then the tube comes up above the water and you're supposed to breathe normally. My first few breaths are like, <gasps> because I am conditioned not to inhale water. Your whole life, when you're underwater, you know not to breathe in. So all of a sudden, to put your face in water and to breathe in is disconcerting. If you've snorkeled, you might know what I mean. It's disconcerting. And I don't like that discomfort. But I know the more I do it, the more comfortable I get, and then I relax, and I can start breathing normally and not tentatively because I'm terrified that I'm going to inhale seawater. So when you're saying I'm uncomfortable in a mask, let's talk about the discomfort. What is it that you're uncomfortable around? Do you want to be free from hot air? Do you want to be free from the visual? Do you want to be free from not like the whole lip reading, not thinking people won't hear you. What is it that you really want to be free from? Same thing then when we talk about contact tracing. You're saying, I want to use your phone and your services and your cell towers but I only want you to give me certain things within that. It's like a cable subscription. When I buy a cable subscription, I will do it for three channels. I would love to be free from the rest of the channels. I would love to only pay for 
these two channels because those are the only ones. I would love to be free from the burden of paying for all of those channels when I only use two. But my choice is if I choose, I am free to use your cable service and I'm free not to use your cable service. And if I choose to use your cable service, I am not free to select which channels. It's a one price, one deal. And then that abuts into my own choices. I can either choose all or choose nothing because that's all you're offering me. So sometimes I want to be free from the choices that are being presented to me. And that's sometimes how it is with cell phone data and contact tracing and all of that stuff. I want to be free to use the phone. I want to be free to use your networks. I want to be free to carry around a mini computer in my pocket, but I want to be free from having my data used in other ways. Or I want to be free from having your program installed on my phone and free from being monitored. But that's sometimes not my choice. If I choose to use the phone, I relinquish certain rights. And it's a choice where I don't like choice A and I don't like choice B, which leaves me in the position of choosing one of the choices that I don't like or sucking it up. So you might want to be free from the available choices. It's hard. It's brain work, you guys. It's brain work. It's a ton of brain work. Think about what it truly is that's constraining you. Because when you really understand what you want to be free from, it helps. And it brings peace. And it brings a whole heck of a lot of clarity around what it is that you're asking for. My grandma. I adored my grandma. She passed away several years ago. As she was aging and in the assisted living, and starting to go mentally with some dementia. She couldn't remember how to use her microwave. She couldn't remember how to change the TV channels. She, her body was stiff. She wasn't comfortable. Food didn't taste good. Nothing, everything was dissatisfied. And we'd say, what do you want? And she'd say, to be young again. And it was really discouraging because of course, she wanted to be young again. It's not a choice that we could have given her. And had we been able to delve down a little bit more, maybe we could have figured out what she wanted to be free from more specifically, and we could have addressed it. She wanted to be free from being old. She wanted to be free from mental decline. She wanted to be free from pain. She wanted to be free from loneliness. She wanted to be free from boredom. When you start segmenting and breaking it down, then you can start making some choices. She wanted to be free from pain. Certain things we can do, certain things we can't do. One of the pain things around her, I'm just using her again as an example, because we learn by story, we learn by example, was inflammation. She was in good health. She was just old. 
So systemic inflammation. I want to be free from some of the pain caused by some of the systemic inflammation. Maybe taking glucosamine chondroitin, something like that. Maybe cutting the sugar. Maybe having an alkaline diet. Maybe chiropractic, maybe massage, maybe all of these different options then go into that brainstorming phase and then you can start sifting and sorting and trying. When you want to be free from something, it's going to take some trial and error until you figure out exactly what it is that you really want. Hit me up. Please hit me up. Share with me some of the things that you want to be free from. Share with me your brainstorm. Share with me where you want to be. If I want to be a New York Times bestselling author, why am I not? I'm not because my book isn't that well known right now. Why is it not? Let's see. It's not because people aren't buying it. Blah, 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 blah. It's COVID and I'm not on book. It's not that. Here are the reasons that the whole world doesn't have my book. They don't know about it. Okay, so that's, that's a whole different problem. How can then I get it out there more? How can I become more connected, more well-known, more public? Figure out what you want. Ask yourself why you're not there. Start breaking down the freedom from, and then address what is that you can do to make yourself free from that group of things that is holding you back. Next show, we're going to talk about freedom to, the freedom to have what you want, go where you want, show up as you are, the freedom to speak your mind, the freedom to wear what you want, the freedom to have whatever kind of relationship, job, abundance, money, car, the freedom to. But we can't get to the freedom to until you untangle yourself from the past and from all of those inhibitions, whether they're internal or external. Got to untangle yourself from all of those before we can lean in to the freedom to. So like I said, hit me up. Laura at LauraCheadle.com, L-O-R-A at L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. And I want you right now, right now, to go to NakedSelfWorth.com. I have got an incredible download. It's the top 20 things that are blocking your sparkle and what to do about them. And this will help you figure out what is holding me back. If there's all these things that I want and if these are my big dreams and goals and ideas and beliefs, what is holding me back? And then when you figure out what's holding you back, then you can figure out how to combat those things and what to do about them so you can move to the next step, so you can build your dreams and live your sparkle, so you can wake up every single morning with enthusiasm and enjoy and not be like, it's another day. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. It's another day. 
nakedselfworth.com, download the top 20 things that block your sparkle and what to do with them. Hit me up, email me, find me on social media. I'm most active on the Flaunt Flock Facebook group. Hit me up with what you want and what is getting in your way, why you don't have it. And together, let's get you moving. Let's get you free from all of these internal constraints. Let's get you free from all the BS around you. Let's get free from all the external constraints and the internal constraints and get you building your dreams right now and living your sparkle right stinking now. Thank you for playing with me. Thank you for showing up with your whole heart, your whole head, and being willing to challenge yourself and to think and to get naked and get messy and go deep so you can have the life of your dreams. Have an amazing weekend as usual. Don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra, Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. 